the box meet people through their music with ash bertabez on fbi great to be here because i've got two guys in the studio that i ran into in the middle of the street a while ago and had what was one of the most enlightening chats i've had in a while just with a bunch of randoms so it was i stopped at the front of ldf tattoo in newtown and stopped and talked to jimmy memento and tom townend and I asked him about a few different things. And one of the first things that struck me was that there was a little sign saying vegan ink. And I was kind of baffled. So welcome on Out of the Box, guys. So uh, vegan ink, can you kind of explain what vegan ink is? Well, vegan ink is something that we were just smart enough to clue onto. It's most ink these days. But we we're probably the smart ones that put it on our sign. Yeah. But you've got glycerin, and that's kind of a carrier that will... If you were to put carbon in distilled water, what you have is ink sediment down the bottom, and then you've got water up the top. The glycerin in the ink, that floats the carbon, and it makes it you know one consistent sort of fluid. Whether it's horse or like animal derivative glycerin... Horse glycerin. Yeah. So, what part of the horse are we talking? Oh. How do you how do you make glycerin? Oh, I I don't know, don't know what actual animal it comes from. Like it could be like a gelatin product or mm -hmm. something. But there's animal derivative like glycerin, and then there is plant glycerin. So it's just plant based glycerin that makes it vegan. Most of it's plant based glycerin these days. Okay, so does that mean that you get a lot of people coming in that are vegan saying, I would like one of your vegan inks? And are they as effective as we're, normal ink? Yeah, we're right next door to the vegetarian butchers. <laughs> <laughs> you should just knock down the wall in the middle. Yeah, exactly. We just one, work together. One big vegan place. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so the first track you've brought in today is by a band called Pentagram. So I'm assuming from the name it's going to be a little bit hefty. Yeah, I just, I just, I think it's a great opener at the, I don't know, the 70s. I was not there. <laughs> what a time to not be alive. Yeah, what a time not to be alive. Listen yeah. out of the box. My guests are Jimmy Memento and Tom Townend. Give it all of my heart 
of the box.
Usually FBI radio isn't so brutal on your midday, but I have a couple of guests in that have chosen some pretty hefty music today. We are some wild land creatures, Ash. <laughs> wild land creatures. So that's Jimmy Memento and his apprentice currently, Tom Townend. They both work at LDF Tattoo in Newtown, tattooing day and sometimes night. Oh and yeah, <laughs> I live for that stuff. <laughs> so what was the last track that we just heard? That was... Um, True Widow? True Widow, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I almost announced the Pentagram track, but we've already announced <laughs> that. Oh yeah, someone texted in about that. Uh, Reese from Coleroy, in an expletive-laden text, was like, Fur of my queen! Pentagram effing rule! Rah, rah, rah! Loves it. Classic Shout skate. Shout outs to Reese. <laughs> classic skate track as well. So good. All right, so you guys, you guys tattoo. Tattoos are really popular right now. Been getting more and more popular over the past few years, especially in Australia. But can we just kind of talk a little bit about how how long tattoos have actually been around? Like when did when did tattoos kind of start being a thing that we knew about? Like there are some serious serious like mummified bodies with cool tattoos on them. Like I've I've seen some doing some research, and they've actually got these cool little black. Tattoos, pattern work, and um, you know some of them. I'm not sure how far they date back, but, but you know, thousands I, of years. I think it was a real. Definitely. As soon as humans were intelligent enough to realize that they could mark their skin, like they might have found it by accident. They might have like cut their arm on like a, a burnt tree branch or something and realized that that cut stayed there. And you know that may be how we made the synapse in our brain to realize that we could stab our body with some sort of charcoal and, and mark ourselves. But I think there's something really amazing about showing off to other humans by like marking your body and i reckon that's where it came from i was just trying to like break away from whatever society they had and be a bit different or they were trying to like i don't know they could have even used it for mating who knows totally Ten thousand yeah. years ago what were humans thinking about you know well yeah i mean there's there's tattoos that signify some sort of fertility it's kind of you know a bit of a come on and so yeah i think that tattooing in the same way that we had body paint in yeah. many cultures across the world, then it was kind of like, oh, this is a bit of an inconvenience. Got to make some paint every time, mix it, put it on my skin. Why don't I just make it permanent? And you would have been so <laughs> goddamn bored 10,000 years ago. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, man, it would have been real good. Yeah. Well, before Netflix. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Yeah. All true. right. So what about the word tattoo? Do you know where that comes from? The word tattoo? No. Yeah. Do you know where that comes from? Yes, I kind of assumed that you might, but um, I, I think it's a uh, originally we can see like Joseph Banks and and James Cook actually taking the word tattoo back to um England from kind of Samoa, mm -hmm. and it's like tattoo, and then yeah, the yeah, word yeah. kind of morphed to make it oh, okay. way easier to say over time. But I think more interesting is probably the way the tattoos arrived in Australia. Jimmy, do you I know much about that? <laughs> well, I work for a lovely man over in the King in King's Cross sometimes uh, called Max Chater, son of Alex Chater, painless Chater in, um, yeah, the place over in the 30s near Central, I think it was at the time. Um, Alex Chater, Max Chater's father, who tattooed my great-great-grandfather, my grandfather, he learned off a guy called Chris Christensen, which was like a 12-year-old stowaway sailor from Sweden. Wow. So a 12-year-old. <laughs> Stowaway from he, Sweden, yeah, he, tattoo artist. He arrived here and he um, found out about the gold rush and he went into Victoria to work in the mines and there was an old Chinese man there. So pretty much from the information that I've received and researched on, I think that Chris Christensen, this 12-year-old Swedish boy, learned how to tattoo from a Chinese gold miner that was doing hand poke tattoos on people in the mines. And I think 
Chris Christensen had the first shop in the country and Alex Chado, Max's father, learned from him and he had Painless Chado in, around Central and Paddington and they've got Max's Village in the Cross now and they're good friends of LDF as well. Les's father, Les Bowen, is good friends with Max and Dutchie who had the shop that I learned in was good friends with them and it was a it was a really cool posse back then and that was 70s so it was a good way to open the show with a 70s song. <laughs> We've got time for our next song. So, uh, where are we going? Are we going to play something by a Sydney band, perchance? Yeah, let's let's go Sydney band. And I wish a bon voyage to my good friend Stabak. And um, Dave, you guys are going to go to Amsterdam, and we're going to greatly miss you. Here's Spirit Valley with a diss.
Sydney blokes, Spirit Valley on your radio. That was Abyss, brought in by my guests today, Jimmy Memento and Tom Townend. So those guys are going to Amsterdam. Yeah. They're leaving us. I know. I want them to play at my wedding in November, but they no. can't. <laughs> not not <Stomach>! really. <laughs> not your traditional wedding band, though, Jimmy. Uh, I don't, I'm not a traditional person. <laughs> Very good. So um, I guess we could talk a bit about traditional... Or tattooing within Australia. Traditional tattooing yeah, within I guess, Australia. Yeah, I mean, well, what you work with now is quite advanced mechanically when you're tattooing someone, but um, you'd probably know a bit about the crude instruments used to tattoo people before you could have, you know, silent tattoo machines and and quite advanced little oscillating pieces of kit. Yeah. So what kind of stuff do people use? They haven't actually changed yeah, that much. Changed the that technology much. that I prefer is the OG technology, which comes from, like, Firebell mechanisms and an electric engravers. What does OG stand for? Original. <laughs> OG. <laughs> nice. So, um, yeah, like if, just say you were in prison and you wanted to like do some tattooing in there, like you'd pull apart a VCR, get a little rotary remote control car style motor that would spin the axle on the remote control car, a little chrome sort of cylinder, and you'd make some sort of offset taper on the end of it. And what, are, what are prison pips going to do in the absence of VCRs, though? Because, I mean, now DVD's kind of taking over. <laughs> mm, I'm sure the DVD still gets spun by some sort of little motor, and you could stick that on a 9-volt battery, make a little offset. Um, I think it's called a cam. A cam you would make. Maybe you could do it with a toothpick or something. I don't know what you'd find, but <laughs> a toothbrush, a VCR motor, or like DVD motor little offset cam and maybe a coat hanger. But, uh, uh, they would not be giving those out in prison. Though. <laughs> really, yeah. Thoroughly <laughs> doubt it. So, Tom. Yes. You are the apprentice of Jimmy. How did you guys find each other? Um, Pretty much online. Online dating. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. you just RSV. both signed into RSVP. RSVP. You're compatible. Yeah. yeah. What percent? Um... <laughs> It was like a an eighty percent. He was the highest I got. Most of them were three. <laughs> <laughs> the no, very alternative bloke. Pretty much through Instagram, and um, uh, I was just putting up my paintings and stuff like that. And he had talent. The boy had talent. So yeah. you're originally a painter, then? Yeah. Well, I think that's where most people start. What kind of things are you painting? Just tattoo flash. And tattoo flash is for people who don't uh, aren't familiar with the word. When you walk into those. Well, our shop in particular, we've got a lot of like tattoo flash on the walls, which are tattoo designs in those A3 frames. And like in the 70s, you'd walk in and be like, hey, I'm drunk. I really like that that pig sleeping with the other pig. I want to get that on my body that says pigs is pigs, you know. And like <laughs> that's what tattoo flash is. It doesn't necessarily have to be like fornication of pigs. It could be roses. That's just a selection of small designs. Daggers. <laughs> Good. good good, to have a range. So what's what's the, one of the most bizarre things that you have on your flash sheets at LDF in Newtown? Ooh, I love the Cupie. There's a Cupie with like little angel wings and it's like a little Cupie baby. But the cool thing about it, it's about the size of a 50 cent coin, but he's pissing blood. Yeah. It's hilarious. Wow. It's like this old... God knows where it's from. It could even be from the 30s. There was some weird stuff going around in the 30s. Yeah, it's pretty quirky. So then, like, the original styles in Australia, were they kind of all cartoon, essentially? A lot of it was based off just, like, cartoons and, like, stuff like that. Um, I think back in the, like... Ooh. Military-based tattoos. Yeah. 
there was a lot of military based tattoos so you'd have like people getting ships like a lot of naval tattoos like yeah the tall na- ships are quite popular navy's still big in tattooing mm. like i think you're still allowed to get tattooed down to your knuckles in the navy wow and so what do you think then about tribal tattoos that's a I guess, in terms of things that have become more popular. Like tribes that are tattooing or white no, boys that are getting tribal white boys that are getting tribal tattoos. tattoos. And white girls, potentially. But um, yeah, so tribal tattoos in general as a trend. How do you feel about tribal tattoos and do you do them yourself? Like, I'm, I'm not a fascist. That's, I don't like to pick on anyone because they've made that. They've put it in their skin. They've put it in their skin. It's going to stay there. But um, yeah, to each his own. They could, you know, that's what tattooing is. It's this expressive form of oneself. And if, if they feel that they're, they're tribal, they can, they can be tribal. And if they come into the shop, I'm going to make them sharp. I'm going to make them black. And I'm going to be a tattooer. And we're going to do our job. And that's what's really cool about the shops that we're at. Everyone knows how to approach every angle of tattooing. And we take pride in it, no matter if it's a tribal or a butterfly or whatever. Is there ever anything that you've said, no, I will simply not tattoo that? Phew. <sighs> You're asking the wrong guy there. <laughs> you just do anything? Yeah. Like, you know, when people come up to you, they're usually like, "Did you have you ever tattooed a penis? And everyone's like, no. Well, I did. I tattooed a cobra down a friend's penis. That's. Could I ask you, does it need to be flaccid the entire time for the tattoo to work? Or can you guarantee flaccidity for the entire process of the tattoo being applied oh, to it, the man's I, I Once, once you're endeavouring on that operation, I think you know that... It's going to terrify you. And when you're terrified, there's, there's, there's not going to be any blood flow down there. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of like a hubba-bubba stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, you're listening to FBI 94.5. This is Out of the Box. My guests, Jimmy Memento and Tom Townend from LDF in Newtown. And we've got a track to take. It is called Gilded Lamp of the Cosmos. And what's this one all about for you? Oh, 1967. One of the... Uh, strangest years in Australian political history where our Prime Minister went swimming and never came back. Harold Holt. And that's when the term Harold Holt was actually that was that's where the Harold Chuck and the old Harold Holt came about when people disappear. And my word goes out to uh Tony Abbott, I wish you all the best luck in your budgie smugglers.
box on FBI.
Titled on FBI 94.5, you are listening to Out of the Box. My name's Ash Berdebez, and my guests who are in the studio with me are Jimmy Memento and his apprentice in tattooing. It is Tom Townend. And uh, that was a that was a bit of a banger. Oh, yes. Yeah, electric that's Wizard. That's Tom's rule. choice. Yep. Um, so, Tom. It's both our choices, but yeah. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are apprentices in music taste as well, then. Mm-hmm. So, why did you pick that one, then? Um... Just because it sounds really good. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the best reason I've ever heard on this sh- yeah. <laughs> show. <laughs> it's good. My brain likes it. Yeah. You know, I've got like several people on the text line that are just so chuffed to hear some metal on FBI. I'm not even kidding. Who's this Coleroy guy? You yeah, love Reece, my taste in music, dude. Reese from Coleroy. Reese from Coleroy. Stoked on Ultimate Spinach, Man. which was the one you heard before that track. I and need the tattoo you. We need to talk like psych rock. Yeah. Reese. Come on into LDF. That's it. <laughs> Jimmy's treat. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. I mean, I don't know. Um, okay, so I wonder, with tattooing, sometimes people get a certain idea in their heads and it's a bit hard to tell them that it maybe can't be done. Do you often have people coming in wanting impossible things? All the time. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. kind of things do people want? I think want on, that, a daily, yeah. on a daily basis. Daily? On yeah. a daily basis, I believe that we have... People coming in asking for things that can't be done, and you'll be like, "Hey, like this doesn't work for this X Y reason." Everyone wants everything in a really small size. Okay. Which doesn't work because Un- of bleeding. Unfortunately, the we're bleeding? yeah, we're we're mortal. Like we age, our skin cells deplete, and what happens? The white blood cells encapsulate the black ink, try to break through that lymphatic wall, and over the years, they're bouncing off that lymphatic wall. And they're dispersing. So if you're going to put a line in, you want to base it off a design that's open and clear. But if you're trying to get real small detail, which is all the rage right now, five years' time, those lines are going to touch each other and you're going to have no clarity. (laughs) (laughs) So They like each other too much. That's what it is. (laughs) So you've got a tattoo on your arm that you basically did to prove to someone that it couldn't be done yeah it was with the wisdom in that (laughs) it was a strange sort of joke at the time but i i had this woman that like was very i know i called her husband i was like it's not a bad it's a bad idea i called her i was like it's a bad idea she's like it means something to me i want it and then like a year later at the convention she turned up threatening to sue me because the lines were like connecting with each other and it was too small and it was like i recommended that it go bigger and ever since then i've just you know I kind of have a laugh about this tattoo on my arm so people can see it age badly. Yes, because I tried to read it before and it's next to illegible. Yeah, so what I, does it say? People look at it and they're like, no, but I want it thinner than that. And it's like, well, the point that I'm trying to make here is that it was thinner than that. <laughs> You've got to show them the before photo. So people, get your act together. Listen to Jimmy. Or anyone, <laughs> really. like Just listen to any advice of people that have been doing that for their career. And so I'm sure that you guys do cover-ups as well. So people come in with tattoos that they have some measure of remorse about and instead of getting it lasered off, you go over the top. What kind of crafty things have you done to do a cover-up of a tattoo? I've never done a cover-up yet. Okay, so Tom's not done a cover-up, but I'm sure that Jimmy has. <laughs> the best one that I've had come in was like late at night I answered the phone. It was like 11 o'clock or something. I was still back there burning the midnight oil. And I was just about to go home and this guy called me and he's like, bro, I need you to like cover this tattoo up on my, my, my girlfriend. Like, I can't look at it no more. And she had like a tattoo like down near a hoo-hoo. 
And um, <laughs> when they arrived, it was like this this little letter. But the thing I noticed about it was like fluoro pink. Mm. And I, I'm not going to mention any names here, but I asked her if it was somebody and she said yes. And I was like, that guy is a douchebag. And he was like, you know him? Yes, thank you. So, this so was it was it the name of the guy? Yeah, this guy had wow. mar- this guy had marked her, and then um, I just recognised it because it was like the same colour pink that was on his business cards. <laughs> that is awful. Yeah, yeah, and but um, yeah, I just stuck a big koi fish over it because koi fish are, and eagles and panthers are so easy to cover things up with. And the koi fish are bright. It wasn't a creative cover up, but it was just funny that I knew the guy who had <laughs> stamped his initials on her vagina. Oh dear lord, <laughs> that is so hectic. <laughs> How does that kind of thing happen? You just hold someone down and tattoo them? Oh no, yeah, I know. You probably tell them you're a music producer and you'll make an album for them or something like that, and she'll <laughs> probably really chuffed. And... Oh dear. Mm. So you have a speciality, Jimmy, and it's a mandala. What are they? What do they look like? Um. T- Wow, I've done a lot of those. Um, like hundreds? At first, I was like, I want to study sacred geometry and learn how to do this. And now they just come out like hot butter. But um, <laughs> yeah, I've definitely done a lot of mandalas. But for me, that was meditation. I would like to sit down and I'd like to repeat things and just get my heart rate down and relax. Just, that was just relaxation. And then um, it literally means circle. So mandala... A lot of people mistake it and call it Mandela, like Nelson Mandela. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's just repetition, and the word Mandela means circle, literally. Um, kind of like a spiritual spirograph. <laughs> mm, that's it. But the the origins of Buddhism, um, Tibet would be just covered in Mandela work. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what they are. They're just a nice peaceful thing to look at, and it should. You should look at it, and there shouldn't be any imbalance in there. It should feel like this nice... <sighs> nice. Speaking of which, how do you guys actually relax enough in order to do a tattoo? Do you find it hard sometimes with certain customers, for example, to actually get into the space where you can do basically an artwork on someone's skin? I still find it hard to relax mm-hmm. as an apprentice. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm slowly starting to sweat less, which is good <laughs> <laughs> when I'm tattooing anyway. I can't remember the last time I sweat. <laughs> so, actually, it's interesting because you, you freedive, Jimmy. Yeah. So, yeah. When, when we talk about freediving, how's that different to scuba diving? So, scuba divers, they have compressed air tanks on their back and they have regulators and they breathe in compressed air mm-hmm. at depth. With freediving, I work with my own body's limits. So, I slow my heart rate down to half the speed our heart rates go at. So it's 80 beats a minute. I can slow mine to 40 beats a minute just through breathing exercises. So you can half your heart half, rate. Yeah, and then that gives you, just say the regular person can hold their breath for 60 seconds. So you divide that with slowing your heart rate down. And if your heart rate is burning less oxygen, you need less oxygen. So you've then got 120 seconds. So there's a t- one minute dive turned into a two minute dive just from a breathing exercise before you take the dive. And then you've got CO2 purging from your blood and other various factors that will. So that's through yoga or? Um, or? Yeah, it will yoga, meditation, um, even thoughts like the thought process that goes through your brain. If you're panicking, you are going to burn oxygen. 
And the thing that gives you the urge to breathe is CO2 buildup in your blood and your, your body's a factory for CO2. Your oxygen's gonna burn, it's gonna turn into CO2 and you're gonna get the urge to breathe. So the gulping you get when you're holding your breath is CO2 buildup, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're running out of oxygen. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we've all, funny enough, we're like dolphins, we've got a mammalian dive reflex and then our frontal like sort of temples where we submerge our faces and that's another natural ability where our heart rate slows down without us knowing once we hit water. Interesting. Mm. All right. Let's put on a track about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But <laughs> I'm trying to think of how I can apply this to my own life. Um, how is it? Is it really hard to do? Do you have an uncanny ability for it? or I is think it... I did because I had no idea I was doing it. And so I came can... out of a cave and scuba divers were like, afterwards, they're like, how long have you been free diving for? And I was like, free whatting? <laughs> What's that? You know. So you can hold your breath for how long now? Uh, I did... Four minutes 35, that's the highest that I'm at. That's nuts. Um, I think the national record is 5.10, so it's like 35 seconds off the national record. But it's You'll get there. It's a hobby, mm-hmm. but I'm very, um, I don't know, I pulled VCRs apart and put them back together as a kid, so I'll, I'll just get into things. So you're just a Zen guy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we got a track by Grails to play called Deep Politics. Now, Tom, what do you love about this track? Oh, um... I don't know. It's a really good song, and it's um, I like it's a really it. good song to focus when you're doing something. Like, yeah, it like, makes you feel good. I like your cross reference to the deep. That was good. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so crafty. All right, let's focus on FBI ninety four point five. My guests on Out of the Box today are Jimmy Memento and Tom Townend.
out of the box. Meet people through their music on FBI. Interesting track that you brought in. I, I love that one. That's I know there's something that pulls on my heartstrings when I just hear people's voices open up and they make something that's more amazing than any electronic or any instrumented music that you've ever heard. That was just vocal the whole time. So whose voices are they? Well, one is a group of Tuban singers or Tuban throat singers um, called Hunha Tub, and they play fiddles and they do instrumentation but with this they teamed up with a trio called Angelite in Moscow trio and they're the females and they're mountain folk singers and all of it just blows my mind it's stunning yeah 
What a banger. So if you heard that track and you want to kind of find it yourself and you're finding it hard to spell because it is hard to spell, then go to our website, fbiradio.com, and then you'll have all of the tracks listed there. And uh, as with all of the tracks all the time on every show and all of the tracks of this show, it's been banger after banger. But um, so you you had a really, really, really crap time in your life and you almost stopped being a tattoo artist. Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. So I, why, why did you like eventually kind of glide away from the craft? This leg of my career is actually, it's yeah, re-emerged. Um, for the last five years, I've been tattooing hard out. Like when I first came to LDF, I was kind of in a post-traumatic stress state because my best friend called me one day and was like, "Can we open the shop? My girlfriend's pregnant. I need your help." And I was I was producing music at the time. I was like doing commercial graphics at the time. I I was sick of tattooing. I was tattooing a little bit. And I said, man, if your girlfriend's pregnant, let's do this. Two weeks after, my good friend Dan, he, um, he was killed in a motorbike accident. And that then led on to me putting everything I had into that business. He called the shop Memento Mori, hence the name Jimmy Memento. Memento is the tag of the shop that he created. Memento Mori meaning remember your mortality. Him dying two weeks later, very creepy. And I guess within tattoos, it's kind of why people get tattoos of skulls and whatnot. That's a yeah. Memento Mori. That's it. Death. That is it. <laughs> anyway, that beautiful man inspired me to make his dream happen. And my career is inertia from, from that one event. Two weeks after that, I got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and was in hospital and got home nurse. I got out of the hospital to an eviction nurse because the owner of the house we were staying in had passed away. And I put everything into tattooing, all that energy, and got healthy. So this is all in one month? Within one month. I ate well. I got healthy. We moved. It was hard. I had a new business. I wasn't making any money, but I was there day and night. And people would call me 2 o'clock in the morning and be like, Jimmy, we're at Tio's. Like, can we come up and like get a tattoo? Because I was under China Heights in Surrey Hills. That's how I know Spirit Valley because we were OG Surrey Hills crew back in the day. And it was the most influential like two months of my life, but it also developed me into the career that I have now. And I didn't appreciate it the first leg around. Now I love tattooing and I live for it. What was it that you didn't like about tattooing the first go? It was the difficulty I had passing my knowledge on to customers. And there was also a lot of politics as well. Like within the 80s, there was late 70s and 80s, a lot of the shops got taken over. And, uh, you know, you probably heard about the new laws that have come in. We all have to give our fingerprints over, have background checks, get licenses. To make sure that no one has any criminal past no criminal or past. any club allegiance. If I have a criminal past, I have to leave the state. And yeah. I can't go and to that, Queensland because it applies there too. So that's not just if you're related to a club. That's also if you just have any drug offences or assaults oh, yeah. in your past. I can get pulled over, drink driving, get a criminal record, and I, I can't work in New South Wales. So, clean living then? <laughs> clean, clean, clean living. <laughs> All right. Well, I've had a splendid time having you guys on the show today. And if anyone's been enamored with your song choices and want to rock out at LDF with you, they can come in on Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday is my open day. I mm -hmm. do consults the uh, second Sunday of every month. Sorry, Mum. I am so sorry it fell on Mother's Day, but I will get out of the consults oh, and you're come the straight over. Worst. Uh, and Tom, you'll be there too, aren't you? 
Yeah, yeah, I work all weekend, so nice. Yeah. Tom's there, <laughs> but um, I'm doing open consults from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Walk on in, like there might be a lineup. There usually is a lineup, but I'll see to all of you. Um, I take a hundred dollar deposit, and we can get tattoos on your body ASAP. Nice. I think there's there's been a few texts through. Some people are liking your song choices, and they're going to come in and, and get some tattoos yeah. for sure. So that's that's great. Let's hope my song choices resemble my tattoos. <laughs> All right, and then yeah. you've got one last one, and uh, it's a bit of a, a bit of a dedication, isn't it? Yeah, my nan's going through a bit of a hard time at the moment with her heart and the kidneys and stuff, and I just want to remember the drive we had in the in the convertible that night with the wind in your hair, nan. You remember it, and um, we played this song. It's called "Run Around Sue Dion." FBI ninety four point five. She took my love, then ran around with every single guy in town. I'm a runner.